progress comes in tiny steps, each of which must be fought for, solidified, nurtured, and protected. but regress comes in an avalanche. The facade cracks, and suddenly an implacable wall of entropy sweeps it all away. It's easy to atrophy. It's hard to grow stronger. But grow we must, for to grow is life. And the most important step of any upward journey is to cast a vision, get our mind right, and figure out what growing really means. My name's Ransom. And you're listening to the ramblings of a revenant alien. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the double RA, everybody. How's it going out there? How's the traffic? How are those dishes? How are the cleaning chores? Can I just say I really appreciate you stopping by when you have all the different options in front of you of what to do when your hands are going to be busy, but maybe your mind's not. I think that's one of my favorite things about podcasts. You know, you can do things that are somewhat mindless while stimulating your brain. And I'd like to think that's what I'm here to do. So as I always say, thanks for stopping by. I'm glad you're here. I hope you enjoy these musings I have for you today. A little bit of wisdom, a little bit of original blues. Yeah, this is a refuge for you. You can let your hair down, you can put your feet up. I hope you do have something fun to do or bold to drink, like myself. You know, for me, it's just coffee. For you, maybe it's something a little stiffer. Whatever gets you in the right frame of mind to take in whatever this episode has for you. I hope you come away with some light for your journey. And if so, hey... Hold it high and pass it on. You know, it's funny, there are some things I'm going to talk about today that I'm getting the chance to apply in real life. You know, we're going to talk about what it means to grow, how you grow, how you keep yourself from growing. One of the things that can set you back is tensing up, you know, not just relaxing and sinking into the moment. And I had to rush over here from the house because of the other work I had to do. And so I'm learning to sink into it as well. Just to relax and say, you know what? What happens, happens. I've prepped. I'm good. You're good. No stress. We're here together. And there are good things waiting for us. You know, what do you visualize when you listen to these shows? I visualize sitting on the back porch, looking across a strip of grass towards some deep, dense woods. Wind tickling the leaves. Darkness inside the canopy. You know, it's a mystery in there. A lot like in our heads, in our hearts. We gotta go exploring if we're gonna unlock it. And that's what we're here for, isn't it? So kick back, grab that drink, 
Let the wind wash over you as you look out of the forest. And let your mind wander. Now, some of you might have recognized that quote up top about progress versus regress. It's actually one of the ones I have on my website. If you go to RevenantAlien.com and just watch the saying scroll by, you'll find it, I think, in position six. I haven't checked recently, but I believe that's where it is. And it just was one of those truths that I wanted to have constantly scrolling by, the idea that if you don't keep pushing forward, if you don't keep making tiny gains and solidifying them as much as you can, slipping back becomes so easy, almost inevitably easy, which is kind of a frustrating and somewhat frightening thought to contemplate. You know, I'm kind of experiencing this in my uh, fitness journey. I kind of fell out of the rhythm back in the pandemic, and then I tried to start back up too fast like I was about 20 years younger, and ever since it's been just... (laughs) Seems like it's been just one injury after another. Not big injuries, but just ones that slow you down. Ones that halt your progress and then you got to wait to heal and while you wait the other muscles aren't waiting and just hanging out where they are they they atrophy and you almost got to start over or at least you got to start a ways back and that can be frustrating and there are things that you can't control that halt your progress and, and set you back that way but there are other things that you can control and you can at least help yourself move forward just a pinch And those are things that you want to make sure you keep a part of your life. Even if you can't do the full workout or the full practice routine or the full whatever, there are always ways to keep inching forward. I believe that. Even if it's just accepting the fact that you're not going to move much, but you're not going to go back today. You're going to stay where you are if it's in your power. You know, despite the fact that I've been experiencing physical setbacks, I've been very gratified to have musical progress. And it's weird how you'll practice and practice and practice the same things over and over and you feel like you're not going to get better and you're not going to get better and then one day you notice, wait a minute, that sounded good. Wait a minute, I feel natural when I do that motion. Oh my goodness, I'm finally getting there. Finally making progress. And sometimes you got to change up your practice schedule, your practice routine to get there. But when you do, man, it feels surreal. Like this thing that you've been visualizing and imagining all this time finally happens in front of you. And that's a beautiful thing. But maybe you're not progressing right now. Maybe you're actually in a state of stagnation and slowly sinking. But you want to grow. You want to get better at something. You want to change where you are. You want to move up on a scale. Maybe you're someone that's just coming out of that and you're starting to see minute progress. 
you know, when you're in a situation like that and you start to push, I can tell you, when you finally do see your first glimmers of progress, it can feel like a miracle. You, you thought to yourself, man, I'm never going to get out of this. I'm never going to change. This is just who I am now. But then you grit your teeth and you decide. You ask for help. You start a new discipline. And things start to change. And it's impossible for them not to. They have to change when you put in the effort. And when you see it, it's just like heaven opening. And that's why I think growth is so fascinating. To think about what it means, what it is, how you do it, and how you don't do it. How do we move toward the people that we want to be? How do we awaken some life? Maybe we've been in a kind of death for a long time and trying to wake up the tree like new leaves sprouting after a long winter. Trying to find that life after that metaphorical death. I know we can do it. And as we prepare and make plans to go do it, I want to offer some thoughts to take with you. But first, some blues. Enjoy. first thing that comes to my mind when I think about what's caused me to grow the most as a human being is, frankly, marriage. Being in a long-term committed relationship with one single person where it matters what they think, matters what they feel, and where there's a mutual love between you. Man, I, I think that is the ultimate context for growth. You know, those of you that already know this, it may seem obvious, but for others who are not experiencing it, let me explain what I mean. When you enter a covenantal, we'll say, relationship where you exchange vows and you exchange promises and you commit to each other for the long haul, you immediately begin to discover... <laughs> ah, sorry. You immediately begin to discover ways in which you are not up to the challenge. <laughs> You're, you know, you're selfish, you're stuck in your ways. You like things the way you like them, and that's not the same as the way the other person likes them, and, well, they just need to get with the program. This is this is how it's got to be. And that's where a lot of people kind of break down in any relationship, any type of relationship, where there's a commitment involved where suddenly the honeymoon glasses come off and you realize, oh, this is going to be work. Mm. But if you can push through that stage... Uh, and push through it when it happens over and over because, you know, spoiler alert, it will. It starts to take you outside yourself. You start to realize, wow, that other person is seeing the world through their eyes the way I'm seeing it through mine. And there are things that they prefer. There are things that they think. There are patterns they've inherited. And mine aren't really any better necessarily. Just because I like things a certain way doesn't mean that's the way that they 
have to be or ought to be. And as you embrace that journey, you start to become a bigger person, to become more accepting of other people around you in in all forms, not just the one that you're married to or committed to. You start to see an entire other world that's inside someone else's head and to realize that that world has value just as much as yours does. And if you can learn to value that world and integrate it with your own, man, I mean, that is the very definition of growing, of expanding, of seeing more and living more deeply. And I got to tell you, it's the most rewarding process. Committed relationships change us for the better when they're working the way they're supposed to. And I'm thankful to have one that is working that way. And so I can tell you, it's worth it. It really does some amazing things inside you if you let it. And quite honestly, that makes me think of something more profound. If deep, committed, long-term relationships with another being changes us if we let it, that phrase, a personal relationship with God, becomes way less saccharine and way more powerful. If we can learn to see the world through God's eyes, if we could learn to see the world through the lens of what is actually real and actually true, man, how much can that change us if we'll let it? As far as that truth goes, I run out of words almost immediately. Even in the ways that I've seen it in my own life, it's almost impossible to describe But for anyone out there who is wanting to change, or wishing to change, even trying to change and having trouble, well, I think you can guess what I'd say. The thing with the most power to make you grow and change is a loving relationship. All I can say is chew on that one and enjoy some blues. So I recently discovered a really talented, hilarious uh, comedian podcaster that I really enjoy called Jamie Kilstein. I host a podcast called The Back Row with Jamie Kilstein. And man, (laughs) even, sorry, even just thinking about it makes me start to laugh because he has no filter. But he reasons through things out loud, a lot like the way I do. So he'll, you know, make a real strong point, then kind of hem and haw a little bit and kind of walk it back because he realizes, like, ah, kind of maybe went too far there. And I just love him to death. <laughs> I don't think he's listening. But Jamie, if you are catching this episode, keep doing what you're doing, man. <laughs> I love it. Now, for those of you who uh, may like to listen to podcasts with your kids, just so you know, it gets a little sweary. And that's interesting because he is actually a believer like me. He follows Jesus and he's he's kind of new at it. He's been he lived 40 years not knowing Jesus and found Jesus after he turned 40. And so he's processing all this stuff 
kind of in front of the world because he's a very public figure and it's just so much fun to watch. I love his genuineness. I love his energy. I love the fact that he doesn't mind making mistakes and he's willing to admit them as well and willing to say what he really thinks and he's trying to reach out to those who are different than the kind of person you normally think of when you think of someone who would walk into a church or who would be part of a church. He's trying to reach out to the people who think they'd never even let me in and I love that. That's kind of what I'd love to be. I just didn't grow up that way. So I'm reaching farther than he has to reach. Uh, and, you know, trying to do the best I can. But Jamie Kilstein, love what he's doing. And what it made me think of with this whole idea of growth is that one of the things that growth should do for us, if we are expanding and truly becoming a better version of ourselves, is we should be able to extend more grace and more friendship to people who are different than we are. People who do things that we don't like. People who believe things that we don't believe. People who push for policies that we think are the second coming of the Nazis, for instance. (laughs) It does get pretty dramatic out there on the social media world. Am I right? Am I right? Okay. See, when we freak out instead of seeking to understand, we're showing a lack of growth in our own life. Because I'm willing to bet that person that you disagree with, that person that rubs you the wrong way, they have a reason for what they do and they think it's better than yours. (laughs) They think it's what the world needs. And it's hard to have a conversation across news channels and social media sites, I know. And that's frustrating. But I mean, at least one-on-one, you can have those bigger conversations. You can welcome new kinds of people. You can reach out to them and let them know that people like you are not the way that they think those people are. Right? They have wrong impressions about others as well. And you can be an antidote to that. That is, to me, one of the biggest signs of growth. It's something we should pursue. It's something that we should aspire to. And my mom was the best with this. She always would say, oh, I'm just I'm the hardest person to offend that has ever lived. <laughs> Which is really funny because, you know, she's you would meet her and think she's terribly conservative, but she's very open hearted. She's experienced a lot of hardship and learned a lot of wisdom. And you know what? Almost anyone can just have a seat next to her and talk and not worry about being pushed away. And I think that's an unbelievably admirable quality that I want to cultivate in my own life. And I'm trying to. As simple as it feels to say, those who have grown through pain love more easily and freely and broadly And they're such examples of wisdom. I hope we all can find a way to move toward that destination. It makes me smile to imagine what the world would be like if that would happen. So I'm just trying to do my part. And I hope you are too. Anyway, here's some blues. Back in a second. Now, lest there be any confusion, I do not think that all change is positive change. I don't think that all change is growth in the right direction. I think you can grow, that is, expand in certain qualities that are 
actually taking you more toward death, a life you don't want to live, addiction, obsession, really, really unhealthy mindsets and patterns of living. You can grow in that direction, which I suppose is just decay, right? Deterioration. But that seems like the more obvious example. I think it's more important to look at the idea of, are you growing toward a place you really want to go? Because you can get better at something that you weren't meant to do, right? (laughs) I mean, this is a funny example to me because so many kids hate math, right? But a lot of kids, they're not going to be mathematicians. They're barely going to use math in their everyday life. And, And by barely, I mean barely or none. So they can get better at math. And I guess maybe that works out their brain a little bit. But I don't know if you take that to the extreme and you have something in your life that it's a weakness that you're just trying to get better at and trying to get better at and your growth is going so slowly, I would submit to you that you are not spending your time on the right thing. There are gifts that you have and strengths that you possess that if you put the same effort into them that you are putting into that thing that you're just remediating on, you would progress so much faster. You would just zoom off into the stratosphere. It's the difference between good and great and best. I think there are paths of growth that we can pursue that are not the right ones, which can be kind of a harrowing train of thought if you've been working at something really hard and suddenly you realize that, you know, maybe I should let this go. Maybe I'm supposed to be doing something else. Maybe it was a good idea at first, but now I realize this isn't me. It's not who I was made to be and what I was meant to do. I need to change course. And that's really hard. Man, it's way better than growing toward a place that you don't want to go. Wouldn't you say? With any luck, I'm catching somebody at a moment where they're thinking about pursuing something and thinking about developing a discipline, and hopefully they can have this conversation with themselves before they even begin. Because the longer you go down a path, the harder it is to change course. But may I submit to you, no matter where you are on that spectrum, it is worth it to switch to the right path, the right path for you. So, you know, take a walk, take a think, take some time. Think about what you like, how you were made, what you're good at. And give yourself the chance to grow into the person that you really can be. If you put effort in the right place. I wish you luck, friend. Here's some blues for you. Growth is a multifaceted thing, right? It involves having a drive, having a direction, a plan, a purpose, a discipline, and a willingness to let go of what's holding you back, even if it seems like the right thing. You know, it involves a level of serenity to kind of process all the junk that you've been through that's made you who you are and got you to where you are, that you fought through to get to where you are. And what made me think of this is I had this fascinating dream. It was very complex and very cinematic, and I don't remember all of it. But one part I do remember, 
And I was running around on foot in West Hollywood trying to find my daughter, who for some reason wasn't where she was supposed to be when I went to pick her up. And I ran into this person that, you know, in the dream I had a past with. Don't remember any names. I barely remember the face. But, you know, I knew that this was a person that I had had a past with in the dream. And they they saw me and they just burst into tears and threw their arms around me and said, Oh, it's so good to see you. And what they said just kind of stuck with me. I woke up and wrote it down. And this was it. I recut my life so you wouldn't have to watch it. Like they were crying out of guilt. They were crying out of these things that they'd done that they were really ashamed of. And they, they, in a sense, had recut the version of their life. I don't know how that worked exactly. Dreams are weird. But it struck me as, oh man, that's that's so tragic. The idea that you have to curate the things that have happened to you when you tell your story to other people. I mean, I'm not saying you tell people everything, but what I mean about accepting the junk that you had to go through to get to where you are is a really healthy thing. Trying to say that it didn't happen, trying to forget that it happened, trying to be whole without integrating those fragments of yourself. As painful as they might be, and I know some people have gone through some horrifying trauma, and that's that's really difficult. I'm not trying to make light of that whatsoever. But I think we've been given the power to integrate and assimilate those things and heal. I think you need God to do it, but I think that exists. I think it's real. I think it's out there. And just the idea of this line from the dream, of someone recutting their life instead of letting it be the raw footage that I think beauty can come from, that's just a bummer. And I wanted to pass that on to you guys. You know, if you're thinking to yourself, I just need to be this kind of perfect social media version that's what I need to show people. That's who I need to be. That's what's on my dating profile. That's what I share with my friends, all this darkness that I have inside and I hide it from everybody. May I submit to you, it's not good for you and it's not good for the people around you that love you. There is so much strength and power and growth that comes from that acceptance. That's what I'm trying to say. When we grow, we can come to peace with the good, the bad, and the terrible. I think I'll always remember that dream and that line and not edit out the moments in my own head or my own story that uh, would be good for me to remember and retell and reframe and redeem. All right, here's some blues. Thank you.
there's an obvious analogy to the idea of growth. No doubt you've been thinking about it for a while now, and that is of a plant, a tree, a crop. I mean, how much do we use that metaphor through our lives, right? You reap what you sow, you are what you eat, you nourish the right things, you're going to see the results in those places, you got to take care of the pests, you got to keep away the scavengers. Plants are just an amazing image that helps us concretize a bunch of things that are really, really good for us. And I think it's good to dwell on for a second. Because, you know, and this was something I had to learn. If you want certain things, <laughs> if you want a certain crop or a certain plant to grow, step one is get the right seeds. Right? <laughs> no one's going to plant daffodils and expect tulips. You're not going to plant corn and expect potatoes. That doesn't make any sense. But I mean, sometimes in life, we will plant seeds that, had we thought about it, we would know, oh, that's not going to lead to what I want. I want that thing. I need to plant different seeds. I need to start in a different place. I need to get different fertilizer. I need to do different things. I need to be more consistent, protect the plant more, cover it when it rains, because <laughs> this metaphor is getting a little crazy. Let me make it concrete. The things that you nurture the processes that you protect and are disciplined with, I mean, they will point to where you're going to end up. You know, there's actually a career called futurist where someone will come in, look at a community or an organization or a business or whatever. They'll look at the relationships and the things that are happening and they have a gift to be able to synthesize the present and predict with startling accuracy what the future is going to look like. It's almost like they said, well, you planted that seed, X, Y, and Z, that's the plant you're going to get, and it's going to be a good crop or a bad crop, etc. I think more of us have that ability than we realize. Not all of us can make a career out of being a futurist, but I think if we sit down and think about it, we can see how what we're doing isn't exactly giving us the thing that we want, and it's not building our lives for the future that we want. That realization in and of itself is powerful. And it can help you take that step to making changes to grow the right kind of crop of a life that you want. But I'll admit it's not always easy. Because if you think through something hard enough and realize like, wow, I got a field full of 10 foot high grass that's full of rocks and gophers and vermin. And man, if I want this to be anything else than a mess, I'm going to have to Go back to the ground. Mow it, uproot it, clear the rocks, clear the debris, till the soil, get some fertilizer. That might be a really long process, which is no fun to even think about. And that's why I think a lot of people don't make changes. They think about the life that they wish they had, and either they decide it's not worth the work, just the idea is too exhausting for them, or maybe they blame somebody else. And maybe they really have reasons that I can point to, like outside forces that are preventing them. But I don't know. I think we have more power than we realize. Yeah, our resources are limited, our abilities are limited, but limitations create creativity. They can help us find a way through to the world we want to create, the people we want to be, what we want to live in, right? I mean, if you're listening to this podcast on your smart device or internet or whatever, you've probably got way more resources than most of the world. Can I just say that? 
This applies to me too, right? We don't have any excuses, I don't think. I mean, maybe some physical limitations. If you were thinking about playing in the NBA, uh, maybe you can't because you're short, like myself. But I mean, we have so many resources, so many ways that we can do good, so many ways that we can be good and can grow. And they're right there. We just need to take the time and the care to get them into us. So that what we harvest eventually is what we hoped for it to be. I know that you reap what you sow is usually a cautionary tale and a warning. Let me make it also here a positive admonition. Hey, you reap what you sow. You practice every day, you will get better. You get up early and do that discipline and write those pages or play that music or work on your degree, you will get there. It is impossible for something not to come of that. Your effort is not wasted, even when it feels like it is. So chin up, okay? If this is for you, you know who you are. I got you. I think God's got you. And you're doing good. Don't give up. May these blues elevate your soul. I'll be right back. As we get close to the end here, I want to call attention to an insight that I've had recently as I've been practicing guitar. And this was something that uh, Sarah Ray Werner, one of our Ramble Room interviewees, also has pointed out on her podcast, the Right Now Podcast. Great recent episode. I'll link to it in the show notes. Talking about how it's good to have a hobby. It's necessary to rest and relax as you pursue whatever discipline it is or whatever life path it is that you're trying to grow in. Let me give you an example. I have had to learn ever since I really started practicing guitar that I must relax my wrist tendons as I play. You know, I was trying to fit into practice the other day and I was just all tense and I was in a rush and I just, you know, all those wrist tendons were all curled and tight and they weren't relaxing and just pushing and playing and it hurt when I got done. And I realized like, I think I just set myself back. I don't know if that practice really did a whole lot of good. I'm sure it did some, but it was a really instructive moment to say, look, it would have been way better for you to simplify your practice regimen, just do one thing and practice right and just relax than it was for what you just did, man. (laughs) I mean, it was sore the next day. I had to really just kind of get over that. And it was, it was very instructive. So please avoid my mistake. When you are trying to get better at something, It'll give you way more progress to do it slow but right than it will be to try to do it fast and do it kind of wrong. Because then you're you're instantiating incorrect patterns that, sure, maybe they'll get faster, but then they won't be as crisp. Like when it comes to guitar, my articulation just won't be as good if I continue to practice that way, which I am not, just to say so. And that can apply to anything. If you rush, if you tense up, your body develops injuries over time. This can happen with typing, with office work, with musicianship, with any athletic pursuit. You got to learn how to do it right. And usually, I think, sorry, to a fault, 
Learning how to do it right involves finding a way that takes stress off your body, not adding so much stress to your body in negative ways. I think this metaphor expands to all of life. And it's not just relaxing while you're doing something difficult and what you're trying to learn. It's also, as Sarah said, learning to rest to find something that brings you joy that you're not trying to get good at, that you literally are just enjoying and gaining energy from. Sleep is important. It's not a bonus. It's not a treat. It is something that you need. It is a bodily function that you need to take care of. Thank you, Sarah, for that reminder on your podcast. And as I said a little earlier... That's what solidifies gains, taking a break, taking a day off from your hardcore regimen and maybe just playing for fun, maybe just taking a walk instead of going for a jog. Growth has this counterintuitive element to it that there are times when you have to let off the gas to establish a new floor and to keep yourself from burning out, to keep yourself from getting injured, for instance, if you're working out and you're no longer 16. Not talking about anybody in particular. How many middle-aged former athletes have discovered this when they try to go just as hard as they did when they were young and (laughs) they're laid up for a week or more? So please take my advice. Do it slow, ease into it, learn to relax, and then you'll actually progress faster toward where you want to be in a way that is sustainable long-term. So this is some practical wisdom here. This is less esoteric. It's really more concrete. Take it easy on yourself. Practice in the right way, work in the right way, be disciplined in the right way. And man, it will pay dividends. Even though it feels really frustrating in the moment. I know, it's hard to slow down. But it's worth it. It'll help you grow. All right, a little more blues and we'll wrap this up. Be right back. So there's so many things that I could say about growth and challenge and discipline, and I was trying to figure out how to wrap it up, right? Because what is the most important thing that I want to leave you with? And after doing some thinking, I think it's this. Healthy growth is a balance of effort and equanimity. The knowledge and wisdom to know what to do and to know what to ignore. To know what to let go of what you can't control, what you can't change, things that are not in your power or authority or purview, things that you can only influence but not force, and knowing how to be at peace with that, knowing how to let it guide you to what you should be doing, the things you can control, the patterns you can change, the habits you can form, the disciplines you can maintain to get you to the place that you can go. You can get there. I'm preaching to myself as much as to you guys on this one. My goodness. So many places I'd like to go and things I'd like to do. And I believe I'll get there. As long as I don't stop. As long as I leave aside the things that I can't change and focus on the things that I can do. And you know something I just realized? I've been speaking in purely individualistic terms this whole time. (laughs) What you have to do. What you have to change. 
what you should be figuring out. Do you know you weren't meant to grow alone? I just heard a speaker talk about this recently. He pointed out that the giant sequoias, these massive, massive trees that weigh tons and tons and tons that are, you know, thousands of years old up in Sequoia National Park here in California. Their roots only go down about six to eight to ten feet, not really deep. But they link up with the roots of the other trees in the grove and they support each other. That just blew my mind, right? We think of these giant towers like skyscrapers, right? They're not connected to the other buildings. They stand on their own, and that is not the case. Growth was not meant to happen individually. It's an unbelievable aid to find someone who's on the same journey or who is at least for you on your journey and can help you stick to it, who can fill in the gaps when you need to and that you can build into as well. It strengthens both of you. It helps you both grow. It goes back to that truth about relationships changing us for the better. And man, how many of us have had a friend that enables us to see <laughs> the humor in a setback or in a frustration, the the solace they can give us when we feel like we're stagnating, when we're hitting a plateau and we feel like we just can't get to the next stage. Isn't it amazing how someone else just hanging out with us and commiserating can make it seem okay, even when nothing has changed? I think that's a truth worth ending on. We weren't meant to grow alone. We weren't meant to grow in isolation. We weren't meant to live disconnected from the world around us. So whatever format you find to connect to other human beings, even if it has to be digital for whatever reason, connect. Reach out. Link arms. Link roots. Find like-minded folks, and they are out there. I believe it. And I hope you do too. I hope you take this advice if you need it and that you grow and grow and grow and hey, become a giant that everyone around you can see and be inspired to grow themselves. Man, that was a bit of a ramble today. Thanks for sticking with me. Some days it's easier than others, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, if you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and share, rate and review on whatever podcast platform you're on. It really helps people find the show. And that is the most important thing to me. Yeah, I'd love to have ads and sponsors and more people supporting the show. But the reason I do this is I think there are good things to know and to share. And that makes this effort supremely worth it. So if you ever share it or rate it or help it get out to more people, you are doing what I think is a very good thing. And I want to say thank you. Now, if there are any of you who want to go beyond just spreading it around, there are ways you can concretely support the show. Just head to the last link in the show notes. It says support. Click on through that and you'll find a few ways that you can help us keep doing what we're doing here. If you want to reach out to me, you can go to revenantalien.com contact or find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Medium. Just search at a revenant alien and look for the logo. I'm around, y'all. If you reach out, I'll reach back. I'm also banging around on good pods, so if you're on that platform, whether as a podcast fanatic or another podcast host, reach out and say, hey. And if you do have a show, send it my way so that I can give it a listen, rating and a review, help you keep doing what you're doing. And as always, if you're doing some deep thinking after this episode, trying to figure out how to get on that right path of growth to be the person you want to be, 
I hope you'll head to revenantalien.com slash searchers. I've left you a little message and uh, put one little link there to hopefully help you along that journey to become what I believe you were made to be. So if you do check it out, I hope it helps. Don't be a stranger. Godspeed. And I'll see you out there.